All right, we're back. Another episode of One Thirty Two Breeze Podcast. This is Marlo. Casey is here as always. Yep. Uh, I'd be risk to say Casey this is going to be a difficult start to this podcast um, with the incredible sad news of Kobe Bryant uh, passing away in a helicopter crash earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, passed away earlier today, uh, along with his daughter and uh, seven others, I believe, in, in the helicopter. They were going to a uh, travel tournament uh, basketball game. Um, I guess, start out, we're probably not the best people to <laughs> to handle this, to deal with this, but we're going to, I think, talk it out, talk about yeah. where we're at, how this is kind of affecting us, and maybe that will be interesting, maybe that will help people maybe that will help us i don't know um because to be honest Marlo, it this hit a lot more emotionally than i would have thought it did or even when it first happened and now that we've had seven hours maybe uh yeah. to kind of digest it and kind of see some of the outpouring and 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 the people come out um surprised a bit at how much uh it is emotional i guess uh for me individually and obviously much more emotional for people out there and maybe that's part of what's hurting it for me but um yeah i think in the wake of it you know we're starting to see lots of really great tributes and stories come out um i highlighted a couple twitter ones that i was gonna kind of go through and say like these people are doing a good job at it but now there's just been so many um i don't even know where to where to start i think uh, one tribute I'd like to point out was in the uh, Spurs Raptors game today. Yeah, uh, they each team started uh, with the shot clock violation, which is 24 seconds, which was obviously Kobe's number. I thought that was kind of the most the neatest. Uh, neatest isn't the right word, but like uh, it was really uh, I can't think of the word fitting to see. It was very it, it was respectful. Uh, the show yeah. of it was was impactful. Impactful might be the right word. Um, and then the, obviously elsewhere around the world um, with with other people paying tributes. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's such an outpouring. I think, and it's it was. I believe it was just kind of crazy. Obviously, because like the night before last night, yeah, with LeBron passing Kobe um, in points, it kind of put Kobe like right back in the spotlight for a minute yep. and then like to have that news come down this morning and slash this afternoon um just seemed unreal i think uh for me personally it, it was i didn't think it was true thought someone was playing a trick on the internet yeah. when i first heard it and then as you know things were coming out uh it got real and i think for me personally it got like real real and when it came out that his daughter was on board as well and obviously didn't make it. Um, you know, I mean, crazy that Cody's down, but like as a, as a father, obviously, I think that's, I think what's, what really kind of shook me. Um, and then you mentioned the, the outpouring, the immediate outpouring, especially in, like, this hap again happened in the morning slash afternoon um, to have sporting events and games play tribute today yeah as as it was coming out and and people learning about the news mid games um coming out is just 
just a just a crazy way for things to happen. Yeah. Uh, just the 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 timing of it all. I just, so, just watched a clip of uh, Tiger f- was playing golf and found out after he finished his round, and then five minutes later, people he's got a microphone in his face and he's answering questions about it. It's crazy to see it. The news kind of travel real time and people yeah. react real time. Um, and right, the, the father aspect really hit home with me too, especially like as pictures and clips of him and his daughter, you know, training or spending time together. It was real tough to see. And I think what one of the things that I think is making is a little bit frustrating about it is. For so long, I cheered against Kobe Bryant, <laughs> and like yeah. now I almost feel guilty about it, which is weird. Yeah, uh, I feel like I should have done that, but you know, he was a competitor, and I he was good, and I was usually rooting for the other team. Um, but he kind of recent, I don't know, recently, but since he retired, there was a new chapter opening up. Right, we saw yeah. a caring Kobe Bryant. We saw him being a father. We saw him, you know, mentoring tons of of players at all different levels of basketball and we saw his creative side and it seemed like there was going to be this next chapter right in his life that we were going to be along for along on the ride for and now now we're not it seems yeah we got we got just like we got cheated yeah it was just too early and um like I said, it was pointing to all the stuff that Kobe still, you know, still had the ability to bring to us as as just everyday people and yeah. fans and as people who you know, largely rooted against him. <laughs> it's, right? Yeah. No. I the yeah. same. I mean, if he was the you know before LeBron, he was the guy. Is is Kobe better than Jordan? Yeah. Obviously, I was yelling from the rooftop. It was Jordan. Sure. Um, over Kobe, you know, he was the first guy that kind of did that too, and, and um. <clears throat> Yeah, I, and I mean, also, I mean, for us, he like, you know, he's not that much older. He kind of, we kind of came up with him. Yep. Uh, him coming right out of high school, uh, you know, being around at the time was not it wasn't the norm, obviously, but at the yeah at the time, and then just the run he's had, we've got been able to you know witness you know from his, that rookie, that eighteen year old going through his whole career, yeah, um, and, and really growing up with him. Yeah, I don't I don't remember a basketball without Kobe Bryant. I don't think I think he's been like I'm I'm sure there's a little bit, but it's there's not <laughs> he's been there the whole time. It's crazy. Yeah. Um crazy crazy to think. Um yeah, so you know, but that's all I, I, I guess I have on that, Marlo. Um Yeah. I mean I guess yeah. The only thing is, I mean, it just obviously goes out to the rest of Kobe, rest of the Bryant family. Yeah, Vanessa and his his other daughters. Um, excuse me, forgetting their name, but yeah, I'm sure it's a tough day for them, and I know they'll be able to make it through. But I, thoughts go out to them. Yeah, uh, there's lots of good uh, uh, stuff uh, out there. Um, ESPN did a, a really good, I thought a really good coverage and th- th- to be able to go on and like cover this without, I mean, showing emotion, but not like, but masking it much better than we are. Uh, ESPN did a great job. Uh, Bill Plaschke wrote a really good piece for LA times. Um, that was pretty raw, I thought, but, uh, good. Um, so things out there that I, I'd like to point you to, 
uh, to, to kind of read and, and get what people are, are saying and, you know, really doing his memory, uh, more of an honor than I guess our, our conversation probably, probably. Yeah. Is. So, um, there you go. All right. All right. Well, we're going to try, uh, to move the podcast along, Hard do what we normally do, um, in this day and try to, you know, <laughs> be thankful that we're able to do this. Right. Yeah. So, we had some Badger basketball this week. Yeah, Badger basketball uh, started out with a win over Nebraska. Uh, the Badgers won 82-68. to uh, 68. And, uh, Marlo, I called this game the Splash Badgers game. Uh, they were... I saw you try to get that to. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to try to get that train going. Did it ever really catch on with no, anybody? It didn't, it didn't. Much like me, most of my tweets, they don't catch on with <laughs> anybody, let alone everybody. Um, uh, Badgers shot eighteen to thirty-four. Uh, that's fifty-three percent. One converted to uh, a percentage, uh, and it was crazy. They were making everything. Um, splash Badgers actually really hard to say. <laughs> I tried, <laughs> I've been working on it all week because I messed it up. I think every time before I got on on the podcast, um, would have loved to save some of those for the Purdue game, but we didn't. Yep. Uh, and uh, one eighty eighty two sixty eight. It was a weird game. Obviously, Wisconsin made made their three pointers, but Nebraska really came out with a, a game plan of "you're not going to beat us inside," and they. Yep never changed from that even at multiple times going to a zone defense that seemed to play into a hot shooting team's hands even more. Yeah. It was a strange game for Wisconsin to be so hot yet. Nebraska kept um, creeping their way back in, taking a one point lead right before halftime. Um, Us working our way back up, but yeah, they were a scrappy, a scrappy team. And even with the, the hot shooting from the outside, it was still, um, at times closer than the final score would would uh would in- indicate. Um, yeah, they had two uh, two. I guess you'd call them wing players. They weren't really really guards. It didn't seem Burke and Cross who uh, finished with twenty and seventeen respectively. Just it seemed like they couldn't miss. It seemed like they could get to their spot whenever they wanted. Again, Wisconsin having trouble guarding quicker um, uh, shot creators kind of being a theme throughout the the year here um, and continue to struggle on the defensive end against Nebraska in that regard. Yeah, so um, Horvath's first first trip to the Cold Center, uh, not a success. <laughs> Let's see. I'm not yeah. sure if he'll get, um, you know, obviously first season, yeah. doesn't have, quote-unquote, his players in there yet, but it could be I don't know if there's some I, I always you know when you always have that f- the first interaction with the first coach I always wonder if there's something to worry about down the line I don't I don't see it right now yeah I don't know it's Nebraska basketball is just it's a weird program I don't know what the path to success is uh, for them uh, to be a, a consistent contender you know and, and kind of compete in, in the Big Ten. It seemed like they were getting there with uh, Tim Miles, was that his name? Uh, and then yeah. they were getting there and then they all of a sudden they weren't and he was let go. So um, we'll see if Hoy- Hoiberg can do it. You know, obviously he was able to field a pretty competitive team at Iowa State, but that feels like 
a different situation, right? That's a right more storied basketball program than Nebraska. So, uh, and it, I don't know, just kind of objectively in the Big Ten, if Nebraska football can't get it going, <laughs> you know, is there how how can there? It seems weird that their basketball team would compete, and then all of a sudden. Can you imagine the Nebraska fans being like, "Oh, we're a basketball school now," <laughs> like we no. did when we had like a seven and five season in like various <laughs> last year or whatever, where it's like, yeah, yeah, oh, we're, oh, we're a basketball yeah, school. We're now. a basketball school now. Uh, that would be the day when Nebraska fans are going around saying that. Um, but like, like you said, it first impression, long way to go. Don't know if I don't know if I see it happening. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Uh, well, Wisconsin took that sharp shooting and left it at the Kohl's Center. <laughs> Went to Mackey Arena. Locked it up and left it at the Kohl's Center. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, maybe they'll be there. Hopefully, they'll be there next time uh, they go to uh, go to play at the Kohl's Center. But uh, it did not travel with them to Purdue. Uh, Purdue waxing Wisconsin 70-51. to And like uh, the Michigan State game the Friday before, it didn't even feel that close. No. Uh, never had a shot at this game. Marlon, just long scoring droughts, ineffective offense. Out, yeah, this, this is on the a, boards. Yeah, this is a game and those long during scouts really came to bite us. Yeah. Because those are those scoring strokes. You know, sometimes we have the three minute, four minute, and they, they're able to keep the other team on a somewhat of a scoring scout as well. Uh, but not this time. Those scoring jobs were filled up with Purdue buckets uh, coming out coming out of, uh, everywhere. So, yeah, like I said, this game was never really into it. They gave a valued effort coming out of halftime, which was good to see that they didn't completely give up. Yeah. Um, but obviously that was, that was you know, too little too late, as the end score would indicate. Um, I mean, Mac Arena is a puff place to play. I know you were saying this after the game. Yeah. It's not we don't it's not out of the realm for us to lose there. I just that the especially to start off the game with so many turnovers and I don't I guess you this is a team you are, you shoot threes like last game we had a slap at a good tip. This time we went what, over twelve before we made our first one? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I think as a fan, that's just frustrating to see that tenth and twelfth one, eleventh and twelfth go up and we're still chucking up threes with when and it's just not our day. Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, I think it's especially, like you mentioned, frustrating coming off of a game in which we we made so many threes. It's just like, what what kind of Jekyll and Hyde team is this? Uh, but that yeah. seems to be the way that it is. I think the more concerning thing was uh, the offensive rebounds given up. I mean, the rebounding in general. Rebounding uh, yeah. stats were 16 to 42. Uh, offensive rebounds two to sixteen. Purdue had sixteen as many offensive rebounds as Wisconsin had total rebounds. Uh, you know, as you look at the Wisconsin team, there's two things that worry me. That's uh, athletic wing players and guards who can create their own shot, and I guess size and strength inside that are you know can displace uh, you know Reavers and Potter and Ford and Purdue had. At times, both, depending on um, on how good Purdue's guards were playing. But, you know, the size that Purdue had inside was just too much. And we just got pushed around. And it really was, uh, I mean, it's part physical and part mental, right? Part effort. And we just didn't have it. Yep. Purdue had it in spades. And um, just, pff, 
was frustrating to watch. It was just frustrating to watch because you're sitting there and you're going, you're yelling at your TV box out, and that doesn't help. Yep. <laughs> you know, out. the coaches are yelling it, and you know nobody is. They're they're not listening. They're not able to do it. Um, God, it was just a really frustrating game to watch. And something about Purdue's colors just make me frustrated. I don't know what it is. It just seems seems a little bit off. It's like not a real color. It's a little bit off. Yeah. So that kind of threw me off. Uh, and I don't know. I you look at Purdue and they're a five hundred more or less 500 team or more or less 500 team in conference. And you're like, is there that much difference of these two teams? And I think it's just the home road thing uh, when it comes down to yeah. it. And I, don't, I hate to keep pointing to that, but you look across the Big Ten, that's how it's playing out. And especially with this Purdue team, uh, they wax Michigan State was a week ago, week and a half ago. Uh, yeah, State, right before you played them. Yeah. You know, Michigan State comes to town. They lose uh, 71 to 42. And then... Um, Purdue goes on the road, loses to Maryland, loses to Illinois, and then beats us. I mean, it's, it's just it's kind of like a home home win road loss thing for Purdue, and we hit them at Mac Arena, where I think we've won like four times ever. I mean, it is the the Indiana streak that we all we always talk about how they Indiana never wins at Wisconsin. That's exactly how it is with Purdue. Um, yeah. we, we never win there. Uh, I meant to look up how long it's been uh, since. I know we won once recently, but it's literally like four times in like since like the seventies or something. It's crazy how That's how crazy. unsuccessful we are at Mackey Arena. Yeah, but, that is crazy. Considering there was there was a good span there where they didn't have good teams. Yeah, <laughs> at all. No, yeah, um, and uh, in a span where you know we had good teams and they would yeah. go there and 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 just not 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 do well. Um, so. So remember, it was like it came up when it wasn't the Kaminsky years. Where this sticks out because I remember watching. It was when we it was when we got ranked with uh, Orlando Tucker, and we went down. And I think we lost our first game at Purdue. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but it was around that. that I remember this kind of Macarena House of Horrors thing first came into my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's kind of continued since. Excuse me. So tough base to play. Um, what do you think about what do you think about this? I, they put up the graphics. They, I think it's FS1 that had the game right. So okay. they put up the graphics. How they have like pretty much every Big Ten team in the tournament, which obviously is not going to happen. Yeah. At this point in time, are you thinking the Badgers are are in or out? Uh. So I was gonna kind of think about this or talk about this as we look at our, our upcoming our upcoming schedule um, yeah right now I would have us on the borderline I would have us either yeah. like last four in first four out something like that I'd have to really stack it up against I think what's for us it depends on how the committee looks at it because I think there's a very good case to say uh, the NCA screwed us by not letting Potter play for half of the year. Right, um, right. And if they, if because I know that sometimes they take like injury into account. Like if you missed your star player, yeah. not that Potter's a star player, but he's a significant player on this team that the NCA screwed us out of having for most of the season, some <laughs> of the season. Um, if they kind of take that into consideration and kind of look a little more kindly on some of our losses, but I think when we look back at the um, the kind of holiday tournament losses that we had, yeah, to yep. uh, Richmond, uh, New Mexico. And then the ACC Big Ten Challenge to NC State, which all seem like winnable games. Um, I think those are really gonna really gonna hurt when it comes down to tournament time. And I kind of looked this at this, and I go, man, our Big Ten schedule is like we're in a real rough stretch. Um, 
as I said, I was going to mention this later. We're at Iowa tomorrow night, and then first Michigan <laughs> State on Saturday. Uh, so a pretty, it seems like a pretty tough stretch. And then I looked ahead, and it's like it doesn't get that much easier going ahead. The Big Ten's just good. So I think if we get five hundred, this is I'm I'm this this five hundred in the I'm Big Ten. Around, or I'm getting around back to my answer. Model. I know it's a yep, long one. Yep. Um, if we are five hundred in the Big Ten, I think we'll get like a. 10 seed and be in the tournament if we're one game under i think we get in but maybe like a last four in uh anything worse than that i don't think we're in so right now we're five and four i think we're on pace to be in yeah okay that no that makes sense i mean i I haven't looked up like how bad some of those earlier losses are in whatever matrix (laughs) whatever matrix they're using right uh, but we do have some good wins against ranked teams and some solid and um, some solid teams as well. So yeah, I think it really depends on the committee and what they, you know, what they're going to take more into consideration this year since it's all it always seems to be different. Um, but I would I do want to see like what the all the major seeds they break down now and like where that stacks up like whatever quad one wins, whatever quad four losses, whatever that is. Um, right. I'd like to see that breakdown for for Wisconsin, but I'll I can wait till March. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, it's it's still out, and some of the projections going into this weekend is way too high, at like a six seed, which seems that's crazy, a bit crazy. That's crazy. But if you know, if we win one of these, if we win this Purdue game, I mean, then it looks realistic. But uh, yeah. obviously, we're not feeling that way anymore. Um, so next week, uh, this is going to go a long way. We're at Iowa yep. tomorrow, and then I said uh, versus Michigan State. The Michigan State game, you're just hoping for my whole home road team theory to come through, right? <laughs> Uh, yep. Otherwise, I just got to stop making excuses, I guess. But um, hopefully, you catch Michigan State. But God, Michigan State—they won again today. They crushed Minnesota at Minnesota. They look like they're putting it together, and we're playing them twice in the span of what two and a half weeks, where they're three weeks, where they're putting it together. That's God. It's, that's frustrating. Uh, it's the worst. And Iowa. Uh, I don't know much about Iowa. Uh, they got a big guy inside. I watched them play <laughs> Rutgers the other day. Uh, a little bit of them play Michigan, but I watched them play Rutgers the other day because I wanted to see. Mainly, I wanted Rutgers to win to be like, all right, Rutgers is for real. I think Rutgers is a good team, but yeah, I think they're solid. That, but that was at Iowa, I think. So they're not gonna. Mm. To be, yeah, I guess be even in the game. They were up for a bit. Um, Rutgers is pretty pretty solid. Uh, so it'll be an interesting matchup against Iowa. Um, we're probably pretty significant underdogs, uh, I would guess. But I think a chance to steal one. If our three point shooting travels, that's really uh, maybe how this year goes. Yeah, live by three, die by three, because uh, we seem to be chucking up even players that probably shouldn't be chucking them up. But we can talk about that later. Four, Jack, <laughs> Ford. Um, Iowa. I've we probably should look this up, but I feel like that place has been tough for us lately. Um, either. We have a good team and we barely escape, or we end up losing those games at Iowa. I will, I would, I don't know. We'll see how this game. I, I think I have, I think we can come away with this win at Iowa and then Michigan State. I just, yeah, again, I hope that lock is off the lid for the three pointers to, to at least make it a game on Saturday. Yeah, I would, it, it seems close. Maybe this is the football. Iowa Wisconsin rivalry <laughs> spilling over in <laughs> basketball, but like it doesn't matter who's good, who's not. Uh, it feels like these games are close, and I don't don't fact check me on this. Uh, <laughs> that's how it feels. Uh, Marl, I got some Purdue stats for you. Are you are you ready? Oh shoot! Okay, the Badgers have won just three times at Mac Arena since 1972. 19, three? 
three times. Since 1972? They're three and 36. So now three and 37 over that span. That's wild. Each of those came victories came in the last 13 years. Uh, the last one was in 2014. Ugh. Ugh. Dang. Don't, good thing we don't play there again this year. That's yeah. Go right. away. Um, uh, yeah. And I hope that going back to the Iowa game, Fran McCaffrey will probably get a technical. He got a hilarious one in the Rutgers game. Did he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was complaining at the end of the half about something. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, but he was complaining the refs at the end of the half, and he got a technical. After the 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 half was over, like before he went to the locker room, he just had to go to the locker room. <laughs> but he wanted the other rest, <laughs> and he got a technical. The records came out, and I think they missed the free throw. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, other ba- college basketball, Marlo. I don't. All right. So talk is Marlo. I don't mm. know if you're feeling this. I'm gonna ask you if you're feeling this. This is a bit of a down year in college basketball, and maybe this is exemplified by I don't really have other college basketball things to talk about. So. Uh, how do you feel? Is this a down year in college basketball? Um, I think, yeah. Well, there's no real headliners. That's the problem. Yeah, it's it's more. There's no super team. There's no team that wants to take a hold of you know the top few spots. Um, as we have like it seems like a new number one losing every week. Yeah. Uh, your UNCs are down. Duke isn't really Duke. Um, and there's no real like key player you know last year we had like zion yep. in the boys to, to kind of look at um and so yeah right now the regular season doesn't have that sizzle there's nothing kind of drawing me to to other games besides wisconsin games and i don't know i can't tell i keep trying to tell myself that this is going to make it a more fascinating march because we're not going to know we're going to think we know and we don't but that's every march so yeah. <laughs> i think we always talk ourselves into that but yeah i think yeah, I just think there's no, there's no, there's no sizzle. So I, I can, I can sum that up to a down year. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, just looking at the top five right now is Baylor, Gonzaga, Kansas. Okay, sure. San Diego State, Florida State. That's your top five. If I expand that farther, six Louisville, seven Dayton, eight Duke. Dayton. Wait, yeah. what? Dayton's Dayton. in the top ten. Dayton's are really good. Uh, wow. I, well, I mean, play. they're playing. You know whatever their schedule is, but they, yeah. they score a lot of points. Uh, Duke, but not really Duke. Villanova, but not really Villanova. <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel, they don't feel like those themes. Uh, and then, and then Seton Hall. Like, it's such a weird top 10. None of those teams feel really great. Um, although I'm a little bit more impressed with Baylor after them going into Florida, which I thought was going to be a test and turned out not to be. Um, Kansas got two players suspended forever because of the brawl. It's just a weird a weird year. You're right. There's no, like, I don't even know who the number one pick out of college basketball is right now. Right, yeah. Uh, and I think he's on Iowa State, and I don't even know his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, all the top picks are, like, playing abroad, right? Unless I'm oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, well, Wiseman, he's not playing. The, the guy out of Memphis. It's just there's yeah. no... There's no team to clue in on, or and I guess primarily for me, root against because normally I'm rooting against you know the Dukes or the other teams that are really good, and it just it's it's a weird year. Um, I wa- I'm watching less, I, I would say, outside of the Big Ten basketball, but I'm watching a lot more inside the Big Ten. I think I've I've filled that time in, not with spending time with my family and you know <laughs> doing be- better <laughs> work at my job. No, no. no. <laughs> 
I've just shifted it to watching more Big Ten basketball. So I'm watching like the Iowa and Rutgers, which, you know, if you would have told me I was doing that last year, I would have laughed at you. But it was an interesting game. So I'm watching more more Big Ten basketball. I think the Big Ten's really interesting from a um, everybody's really competitive and everybody outside of one or two teams seems like they can win any game if they're at home. Um so that's been that's been really interesting. So it's a, probably a down year though overall, overall in, in college basketball. And when we get to the tournament, Marlo, I think it's going to be, it's going to be I think equally as crazy as as yeah. far as upsets. But I think they're going to mean less. Like if a one right. seed Baylor loses, you're like yeah. <laughs> but if <laughs> Baylor should be one loses, seed. You're like yes, upset. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it's going to be. It's going to be different. It might be weird. Maybe it'll shake out and all be different by the time we get there and it'll end up being. You know, Duke, Michigan State, and Kansas and Kentucky on the first line anyway. And it doesn't, none of this even matters. It was just a weird middle of the season. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll dial in a little bit more. Yeah, as the, more, as the calendar more. turns to February and we get closer to March. Yeah. Texas is not good. I learned that they're not back. Well, Texas they're not back. Confirmed not back. <laughs> Shock is smart. Shock is smart, man. He was so hot. He was, Went down to yeah. Texas and just nothing. 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 They, oof. They not they not look good. Um, Illinois back that hurts. Yeah, that does hurt. That hurts. They are back. Ugh. Ugh. All right, uh, that's up college basketball. And on the low note of <laughs> Illinois being back, uh, winning a buzzer beater over Michigan. That was a fun game too. Really frustrating if you were rooting against Illinois, but Michigan not a fun team to root for. Let me tell you. Um, all right, on to the NFL, Marla. Let's move on to the NFL. Keep yep. it moving. Pro Bowl. Didn't watch it. Did you watch it? Nope. Did not. I <laughs> was going to attempt to, and then I realized I probably don't want to watch this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't watch a lick of it. <laughs> I didn't didn't watch it. Uh, saw a little bit at the grocery store. It was on the TVs at the grocery store. <laughs> uh, I saw that um, the NFC lost to the AFC. Uh, I blame, assume Kirk Cousin lost it. He blew it. Um, as he does, it was a primetime game and he just, <laughs> he just didn't show up. He actually did fumble in the red zone and go. gave up a touchdown to, uh, TJ Watt nice. when they would, they were going in for, for the lead. So you are absolutely right. Absolutely right. I did he see was, that highlight. He threw an interception as well. Uh, absolutely blew it. Um, really weird, uh, stat, uh, NFC rushed it four times. Nice. <laughs> AFC 20. What? What? Maybe Vrabel was coaching the AFC. I'm not really sure. Who was the NFC running backs? They had they had Cook and Elliott. Yeah, Cook and they just ran it four times. They ran it four All right, times. Elliott yeah. Elliott threw a pass. It was an intercepted. Nice. <laughs> there you go. He was trying to put film out for his new HC. Uh, I mean, it probably makes sense that a team ran four times just the pro ball, just let him throw it. But the AFC ran twenty times. Seems weird. <laughs> Seems weird. They had, they probably had a lead though. And yeah, I would probably run it every time because they don't tackle. Yeah, so you probably have a better chance of getting touchdown on a run. It, it, yeah, but they also don't break tackles. They're just kind of like, oh, I bumped into you. It's like no, let's just say I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Adrian Peterson, yeah, then he just runs people over and yeah. in Pro Bowls. Yeah, Devontae Adams, Marlow, Packer, wide receiver. Yeah, you heard of him? Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Probably wow. got the MVP. I'm not sure. I doubt he did. He's on a losing team. Thanks, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> there you go. 
There you go. Uh, all right, that was our Pro Bowl coverage. <laughs> Good stuff. On the Super Bowl, Marlo. I didn't watch yeah. that one either. Oh, it didn't happen. Either. It didn't uh, happen. One week away. One week away. So we went through Media Week, right? Or is this Media Week? No, this was... I think Media Week's this week. Oh, okay. Good. I didn't miss it. Um, yeah. I'm, I guess my takeaway or my stance is I'm one week closer to the Super Bowl. Yep. I'm no more excited for it. Right. I'm excited in the sense that I missed real football this weekend. And I will be excited for the Super Bowl, but I'm not more excited for this matchup as I've had another week to kind of think about it and and go over it in my head. Yeah, I, de- I You know what? I haven't seen the coverages of. Hey, we got this studio out here on Miami Beach. We're gonna talk about the Super Bowl. I guess that all happens this week when media yeah. week. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and I felt like that had started on like that Tuesday, like this past Tuesday usually. Um, but there hasn't been the crazy storylines that are out there yet. So just brace yourself for salacious storylines leading into the Super Bowl because uh, they haven't really hit the covers yet. Yeah. Uh, well, they already came out with the the scrolls been talking about the tight ends, how it's the number oh. one and two receiving tight ends. So it's the, su- yeah. the tight end Super Bowl. Uh, I think uh, like Haynes or MeUndies should be involved with the tight end <laughs> Super Bowl. Get, we're, we're, we're available for uh, great ideas like that. Uh, Hanes and uh, MeUndies and Hanes other MeUndies. underwear garment uh, sellers. <laughs> Reach out to us. We got plenty more great selling things. Like we're, just the, we're just an idea factory here. That's right. That's right. So, uh, all right. So we, I think we kind of braced people for the storm last week. Um, this week, uh, I'm going to be on the scowl. The scowl on the. I'm going to be searching. I don't know what what I was going for there. I'm going to be searching for um, the perfect prop bet sheet for Super Bowl Sunday. This is, I think, the the thing I like most about the Super Bowl. When my team is not playing, I don't really have a rooting interest, which is the, this time. I don't really think I will have a rooting interest in this game. We'll see when it actually boils down. Um, but to stay involved and to get other people who aren't really sports fans involved, I really like the prop sheets. So this week yep. I'm going to look for that. And I heard you had some great pop bets already. Yeah, this is this is one of the fun things that do come up. Uh, we had some of the prop bets. couple that came out that I, I really caught my eye. Um, I would call them value bets, Casey, if you want to put some okay. money on this. Yeah. All right. So you're getting 100 to 1 odds on will Shanahan blow a 28 to 3 lead? Exactly a 28 to 3 lead. Exactly a 28 to 3 lead. Okay. As he most famously did last time as o- as the OC for the Atlanta Falcons yeah. uh, against the Patriots. You taking that bet? Uh, you have it at a hundred to one. That seems way too low. <laughs> that seems way too low. Uh, they would have to get okay. So the 49ers would have to get up twenty eight to three. I guess against this Chiefs team, though, that's the thing, right? You're kind of like, hey, they've been starting slow. But this Chiefs they've been starting team slow. Has come back in other football games. Um, no, what if I put ten dollars on it? I'm with thousand. Yeah, it would be really annoying if this happened. <laughs> oh God, that would be so. <laughs> I could imagine that the yeah, just the Shanahan. The Shanahan jokes for twenty eight to three would be unstoppable. Can you imagine he gets up twenty eight to three and he's just like, "Let's let Garoppolo just swing it around out there." 
Open up the playbook for Jimmy G. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's one thing when you have uh, Matt Ryan. I don't know. It was weird when he did that, I guess. But yeah, the way this team is built, that would be unfathomable. All right. So then one for the Chiefs. Um, all right. Even better. Even better odds, right? Yeah, 9,999 to 1. Yeah. We'll get you Chiefs score exactly four points for the Tiger game. I would love to bet this just to root for it and (laughs) then lose immediately because the Chiefs score like a field goal or something. But like, yeah. How insane would that be? That'd be super. And then they win. Oh, that'd be so funny. Oh, God. (laughs) Imagine a Super Bowl that's four to nothing. It's four to two. It's like. <laughs> Four to two. It's like a nineteen oh six score or something. What a fantastic Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my goodness. People still say it's better than the uh Patriots last year. Yeah, Patriots, Patriots Rams. Be that like... was so thrilling. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so I guess we're gonna record next after the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. So, well, next Sunday. Well, shoot. We're gonna talk Are you doing a party? Yeah, uh, define party. <laughs> define party. <laughs> Are you... Are you having more than three people over, or going to a place with more than three people? Well, haven't. Well, first of all, I haven't decided yet. Uh, second of all, it's possible, but it won't be anything more than let's say six. If six, I do. That's, six. If this I is a party. It's a party. There will be prop sheets there, Marlo. I'm going to make people yeah. fill them out if they come over. Um, I don't. Last year we didn't. Um, we just kind of hung out and watched it as as a family. Um, yeah. We'll see what we'll see what we do this year. I haven't heard of anything yet. Um, nobody around here really is too excited about about it about throwing a Super Bowl parties at us. Um, but we'll see. How about you? You got any big plans for the big? Oh, one of the funniest things about Super Bowl week is that you can't say Super Bowl. So, oh, we might be in trouble now. But um, everybody has to say like the big game or like make these really obvious, annoying allusions to it. And uh-huh. that's always annoying for during Super Bowl week. Um, so there you go. I just thought of that as I said Super Bowl like five times. Yeah, the big game. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. No, I don't. I haven't decided what we're uh, what I'm doing yet. Uh, it's either stay here, do it on my own, or go to a party. There you go. I haven't decided, <laughs> but it, I will in the uh, in the coming days. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see if we're gonna record afterwards. We probably should. Okay, maybe we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Okay, we can. Uh, we will split it. Do a little time travel thing. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, Super Bowl, it's coming. Whether you are more or less excited or not than you were a week ago, yeah. it's it's gonna happen. All right, so we got Super Bowl coming up. Now we got. It's time for everyone's favorite segment: Casey's corner kick. All right, Marlo. Busy week for the corner kick as far as Liverpool is concerned. Uh, midweek, Liverpool won 2-1 to one over Wolves. Uh, really holding off uh, Wolves. Uh, this was a game I think you came away from and went, man, Liverpool just finds ways to win these games um, where I would say a Liverpool teams in the past or other teams um, – struggle to uh it was a game they maybe shouldn't have maybe shouldn't have won uh but they did they've now won 22 of their 23 games played this year 
They are uh, 16 points clear of Manchester City with one game in hand. Uh, and then this weekend, they topped that off in the FA Cup fourth round. Uh, I really don't have a gauge on how many rounds are left. I just know we're in the fourth. Uh, and they are playing Shrewsbury Town, uh, which is they're two leagues below Liverpool. So there's the, um, the, the Premier League. There's the championship. And then... Whatever's the league below that, I can't, I can't remember it right now. But <laughs> they tied Shrewsbury Town in Shrewsbury. Uh, <laughs> they were up 2-0. They scored a goal in the first half. Liverpool did, and it seemed like it was over. And then right at, out the gates in the second half, uh, uh, Shrewsbury defender had a horrific own goal. Uh, a cross came in, and he just went to send it behind the uh, – the end line and just hit it right into his own goal. It was either a complete brain freeze on his part or just he didn't know where he was on the field or the, like the worst miss hit you can imagine. Uh, and then you thought at that point, 2-0 down, uh, Liverpool have this in hand. Well, no, Shrewsbury came on off a very uh, – I don't they, – they got a penalty kick. I think the foul is outside the box, but it's one of those – you're Liverpool, you shouldn't be getting yourself in this situation. And then they had another late goal and held on for the draw. They face a replay, which will be at Liverpool. Um, so you don't imagine that uh, Shrewsbury Town will be able to get a result there. But the annoying thing for Liverpool is that you have to have another fixture in an already very fixture-heavy schedule. Um, and a team that has some questions on its depth uh, well, its depth is very good, but to have to play as many games as they have is kind of putting a strain on that depth. So you'd rather have finished it off here in the fourth round or honestly just lost, but to have this replay um, is kind of annoying. Next week, Marlo, looking ahead, uh, midweek, Liverpool makes up that game in hand against West Ham. Uh, that'll be Wednesday afternoon, so a little Liverpool game during work uh and then saturday we have a great lineup this weekend marlo so you know if you're you know itching for the super bowl to start or just looking for some sports on saturday we got a whole day of um of soccer for you on saturday starting with leicester city and chelsea then liverpool uh southampton uh and then manchester united and wolves at 11 30 and then sunday you got probably the main game of the week tottenham man city 10.30 Sunday. Great weekend of soccer, Marlon. I'm really excited to uh, wake up early, tune into all that. All really good games. Leicester City, Chelsea, uh, they're battling for uh, that Champions League spot. Liverpool, obviously, looking to continue their unbeaten streak. Manchester United and Wolves kind of battling to see if they can get into or stay in that Champions League spot. And then Tottenham Man City again for, for some placing there. Man City seeing if they can keep pace with Liverpool. Uh, good weekend ahead. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, and that's that's all I got. All right, fabulous. Casey's corner kick seemed like it seemed like a good week, Casey. Yeah, uh, it was it was weird uh, during the Shrewsbury Town game because like I was almost rooting for them because <laughs> it was it's so, it would be such a cool story that like Liverpool hasn't lost in like forty games in the Premier League and they lose to this. <laughs> Shrewsbury. This league, this team, two leagues below them, and, and it was at uh, 
at their field. So it, the atmosphere was great. They, the, the fans were going nuts, and it was like it was really cool um, to see. And uh, I don't know. It was so to get a draw. I mean, it's it's a huge accomplishment for that club. That sounds a, a bit condescending. I don't mean to be condescending. I, I, it was a really cool thing uh, to witness. And uh, if this would have happened against. Uh, like United or City, I would have been laughing my butt off. But against Liverpool, I'm like, it was a good job by them. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. All right. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for me. As always, you guys, you can find us at what 32 breeze on Twitter, myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Casey's uh, been getting a little beef lately. You can check that out. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Got a little, a little Twitter spat. That was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah check it out be sure to subscribe and like that's it for me Casey you have any last words uh, well as always fellow fans until next time I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports